0: remain standing please tonight take your bibles turn with me to the book of jeremiah jeremiah chapter number 6 jeremiah chapter 6 there in the old testament i believe both testaments amen i just believe this bible i like what someone said one day i've kind of picked it up as a habit too i believe the whole everything inside this bible i even believe What's, what's written on the cover of the Bible it says, Holy Bible. I believe that's what it is, amen. And uh, Jeremiah chapter 6, something that happened a long, long time ago, but truth is always truth, always has been, always will be. And uh, verse 13 is we'll begin reading. I'll read verse 13, you join me on 14, and we'll go on down like that here, every other verse down through verse 19. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, Everyone is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, every one dealeth falsely. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay. They were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fail, At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is the good way, and walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Also I set watchmen over you, saying, Hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not hearken. Therefore, hear, ye nations, and know, O congregation, what is among them. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people, even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. Tell them my message tonight is this, the path, the path. There is a path, a path that needs to be followed, a path we all need to be on tonight. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, thank you again for this time tonight. As we deal with a subject I believe is very, very important for us again tonight. As always, when we deal with the Word of God, it's always important. But I think, Lord, we see one of the biggest problems today is what we're going to talk about tonight. Now, help us. Lord, I know we're a little church out here in the country. Not a whole lot of folks know about us. But, Lord, I am comforted to find out tonight, to know tonight, That you know about us and you care about us. Lord help us in this church to be people that'll be on the right path. Bless now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May be seated. I didn't take time to read the whole chapter here, but you find out at the beginning of the chapter, and you don't need you can read it when you get home. Don't read it while I'm preaching. And uh, but what I read, I think, what, what you need. But we find out judgment is threatened against Judah and Jerusalem. You know, whenever God threatens something, he uh, comes through with it. He means business. God doesn't fool around. God tells us the way things are. And judgment was threatened, and, uh, but the people didn't see the threat. You know, I think that's, that's kind of like what's happening in, our, in, the, in the world. Uh, people just don't see the need that they have. Uh, you've heard me say that many times I've talked to people about when they're backslidden, they'll say, but I'm okay. They don't see their need. And I think, I think in America, there's, uh, the sad thing is m- so many people are blinded by, by sin. They don't see the need. And that's what was happening here in this time. They didn't, they didn't see the threat. And, and to them, everything seemed to be fine. And uh, yet what was going to happen, they were going to be invaded by a foreign power. And uh, they, they were going to have a power come in from the north and invade them. And uh, the alarm was given. Look at verse number 4. We'll read a couple verses here. Verse 4, prepare ye war against her. Arise and let us go up at noon, woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. So the alarm was sounded, saying, listen, there's going to be a battle. There's going to be some invasion here. You're going to be under uh, a, a time of war, really. And, and, uh, but the people just, just didn't want to listen to it. They were just happy with what they were doing and how they were living, and it really didn't bother them at all. And, uh, but there was some judgment coming, and the reason for the judgment was because of their sin. And again, as you read the story, you find out about their sin, and, and God is going to judge them for that. And they brought this judgment upon themselves. I, I see sometimes people, they look and say, Well, why did God have this? Why did God allow this to happen? Why did this happen? You ever something think that, man, what we do, we ask for what happens many times? We're just asking for it. America better wake up because God doesn't owe us anything. And God has warned us in the word of God as he did these people said, listen, you better straighten up or I'm going to come down and I'm going to be angry with you. And, and, and he's going to, he's going to come down on them in a hard way. Look at, look at what, what, uh, how these people were. Look at verse number seven. As a fountain casteth out her waters, so she casteth out her wickedness, violence and spoil is heard in her before me continually is grief and wounds. And you think about this here. There, as fountains cast out waters naturally. Well, you think about this. That is a natural thing. God was saying about these people: you are sinning so much; it is a natural thing for you. I know we're all sinners. I tell you what, we ought to be Christian enough to where it wouldn't be so natural. You know, if we're saved and born again, there ought to be some other things come natural. Like living right, living godly, and serving God. Those are things that ought to come natural. But the the problem is that these people were so bad that it was a natural thing. Hey, are we living in a time like that where all the sin that's going on, well, that's just the way it is. God made me this way. Well, that's what they say. God tells us there that they were... Uh, continually uh, that there was continually was grief and wounds look at verse number 10 The bible says to whom shall i speak and give warning that they may hear behold their ear is uncircumcised and their and and they cannot hearken behold the word of the lord is unto them a reproach they have no delight in it. Boy, these folks were in bad shape, weren't they? No wonder there was going to be problems. Why? They weren't listening to the word of God, and, and the word of the Lord unto them was a reproach. They looked at some said, man, I don't want to hear that Bible stuff. Hey, has that happened in America? Our school system today, you can't talk about the Lord. You only you talk about everything else that's immoral, but you can't talk about the Lord. The things of God are a reproach. That's what was happening back then. Nothing new under the sun, you see. It's happening again right as we speak. And what happens? They had no delight in it. And well, that's so. Churches are trimming their services. Used, churches used to have Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, are now down, down to just Sunday morning. And then if a cloud comes along, we've got to cancel that. And I, I think, you know, how sad it is that uh, we've gotten away from God that way. And, and uh, it really doesn't make a whole lot of difference to people. And, and, and well, how does the Lord feel about this? Well, look at verse number 11. We find out, therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad, and upon the assembly of young men together, and even the husband with the wife shall be taken, the aged with him that is full of days. My God is not going to just sit back and let things go. God has warned them. God told them, "Get ready for this." Why? Because they're being invaded because of their sin. And what do they do? They they were talking. Their problem was this: it was covetousness. Look at verse thirteen we read that already for from the east of them for the the least of them even unto the greatest of them everyone is given to covetousness and from the prophet even unto the priest everyone dealeth falsely you know this was covering everybody it was the preachers it was the it was the, it was the, the people in the church it was all the folks and what happens they just got to a place where they were just they were all bad they didn't want to listen to god they had their own idea on how they would, would rule themselves rather than following God's law. They were covetous, and they cried out for something, but they didn't find it. Look at verse 14. They have healed also the hurt of the daughter of my people, slightly saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. And they're talking about peace, and they don't have peace. In our world today, again, well, I'll tell you what, this Bible just shows us the way things are and what's going to happen to the world today, what do we have? We have people saying they want peace. They want peace while they want to kill the babies. That don't sound like peace to me. They want peace while they ride in our streets and burn buildings down and hurt people. They want peace, they say, and they kill the police officers. I mean, hardly a day goes by anymore. You, don't, you see a news story about a police officer being shot. I just read a story this morning here about a woman police officer shot in the face How wicked people are today! They talk about peace, and there is no peace. And then what happens? We find out they weren't even ashamed. Verse fifteen: Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, saying no, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. You think about this: They, they could even blush over the sin. When was the last time you saw someone blush about sin? It's been a long time, hasn't it? There was a day when people would blush about something. Someone would say something off color and people would blush. And, why? they knew it was wrong and they knew this wasn't right. And now everything goes. We're teaching our children from kindergarten and first and second and third grade that they can become whatever sex they want to become. They don't even blush about that. I don't know how an adult could go in there and do something like that before they, they ought to be arrested for that. But they don't even blush. We've all heard of the gay pride. Don't sound like blushing to me. Well, God made us this way. No, God didn't make them that way. It's an abomination. It's sin say so preacher you just need to you need to change that thought in fact the matter is could get in trouble that because we put this on the sermon audio could get in trouble for saying that but that's all right i'm gonna preach the bible the sermon audio wanted to take us off then they can take us off i'm still going to preach what this book says not going to compromise it you say preacher what if somebody comes in the church like that i'm still going to preach the book it's like somebody comes in they cuss i'm gonna preach against cussing Somebody comes to church, and they're they're drinking, and I'm going to preach against drinking. Someone comes in, and and they've got the sin of sodomy. I'm going to preach against the sodomy. Amen. They weren't even ashamed. You look at this, and you say, what in the world did they need to do? I believe God told them what they should do. Look at verse number 16. This is what needs to happen. And may I say this, this is what needs to happen tonight. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the what? Old paths. paths. The old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find. Well, look at there. What will we find there? Rest. Rest For what? For your souls. But they said, "Hmm, we will not walk therein. You know, we look at this, what's happening there with those people, we think how terrible that is. And yet, we live in the situation, the same kind of situation today. We see it all around us. And uh, it's, it's nothing new, but the, the question is this. Do we just go along with it, or do we do something about it? Well, God's Word has told us what we need to do. And what he told us to do here is we find out in that verse, verse 16 that, 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 that what we need to do is stand in the ways. I thought, you know, there's the answer right there. We need to take a stand once again. You know, people, I, I, was, I was talking to someone not long ago. I, I don't understand why they would stick with it. But someone was telling me, said, man, we're ready to pull out of our denomination because we are, uh, uh, our denomination is, is, is having uh, um, uh, homosexual, uh, uh, pastors and, and they're saying it's not a sin and they're having to, I'm thinking, you know what those folks were doing that years ago. Why are they still there? I'll tell you why. Cause they haven't been willing to take a stand. Could you imagine tonight? Think about this. Can you imagine tonight? We're going to take a vote on our constitution on our, on our bylaws. And we're going to change it now that, uh, a, that, a, that the next pastor doesn't have to be, you know, a man, By the way, the Bible says it's supposed to be a man, all right, and and we're going to say that even we will welcome a homosexual pastor. Now, I hope no one's tuning into this message right now and listening to that part. I'm saying this, if we were to do, I mean, I don't think we would even bring that up for a vote, and if somebody stood up and said, pastor, I think that's what we ought to do, I'd say, there's the door, we were here first, you get out. Say, man, you need to have love. I love God. I love his word. I love God's people enough to be honest with them. I don't want our children to be destroyed. Those precious kids up here tonight are somebody worth fighting for, somebody worth taking a stand for. And so we take a stand, and then what do we do? We ask for the old paths. But as you saw there in verse 17, he said, we will not hearken. But God told them what to do. He said, well, we're not going to do it. Or if they had somebody from their Harvard of the day or their Yale that came in and woke the people. I'm so sick of this woke stuff, aren't you? I just wish they'd go back to sleep. Amen. I mean, just go crawl under that rock that came out from underneath. Now they're all woke, they say. And, and, and what happens? They said, we will not hearken and what have they done? Well, as we read in verse number 19, Here, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon this people. In other words, what? You ask for it? Even the fruit of their thoughts, because they have not hearkened unto my words, nor to my law, but rejected it. They didn't listen. They didn't pay attention to the warning that was there. Now, again, I've taken you through chapter 6 all the way up to here. We find out the people were warned about what was going to happen. And yet, what, ha- what do they do? They don't hearken unto the warning. They don't see their need. They don't, they, but they've, they've lived in this kind of ideas and their philosophy so long that it's become normal to them that they don't even blush anymore. They need to wake up. Because the word of God, you see tonight, folks, the word of God has been established Forever that means this it was good for the folks in Jeremiah's day it's good for us today too and by the way it'll be good for those that come after us Amen. amen but there's something I believe tonight we need to ask for and that's the old paths because the Bible said in verse 16 it's the good way you know we live in a time we don't know what is what is what anymore? But I, I tell you this. You know what? When you talk about something good, the world doesn't understand it. But when you look to the word of God, whatever God says is good is good. And that which is evil is evil. Now we live in a time. And God warned us about it. He says those things that are good, people's going to call it evil. And that which is evil, people are going to say that it's good. they got it all mixed up. But we just need to follow what God's word says. And it's very clear that the old paths are good. And the good way is found in the new, the good way is not found in the new ways. The good way is found in the old paths. You listening? The old paths. So preacher, that's kind of old fashioned. Did you get the word old I said? The old paths. Yes, it is old fashioned. Yes, it is not. I mean, I, I, think, I think the Lord, this good group of boys in the front row, I thank God for them. I think they got their heads screwed on right. A few of them are a little crooked, but they're on straight, and uh, they got their heads screwed on straight. But I'll tell you what, you, you can't find hardly that many kids in a public school anymore that have their heads screwed on right. They're, starting to, they're wondering, am I a boy or a girl? What am I? i go out, and we look, and we see all these kids shooting up places all over. Uh, now, think about that. That didn't just happen is because somebody didn't reach them for Christ. Some mom and dad didn't have them in a church where they learned things. And they didn't sit on a front row of a church. They stayed there. They let, they let their kids play the video games and let them walk around the house. I was reading about one of them. Walked around the house for a long time with a shotgun. Pretending he was shooting everybody in the house. And saying that one day he would go to a school and kill a bunch of kids. And he did that. Nobody did anything about it. That's just Kids. My Bible says something about that. The sad thing, the problem is today, for so long, Christians have not been walking the old paths. And what they want is new paths. They want new paths. So what happens to the old paths when they're not traveled? They grow up. They get distorted. You don't see them anymore. You know it's hard to find Bible believing churches like this anymore in America. I know we're not a big crowd, but I'll tell you what, we're a crowd. We're some people that still believe this book. Try to find some like that in America today. What happens to the old paths when they're not traveled? Well, they grow up and they get hard to find. You know, I'm thinking about a path, it's not a highway. You they remember they're built, when they build a new road, they have the bulldozers out and the graders out. And they do a lot of work like that and they build that road. And I, I'm, I'm okay for that. I know I believe in a highway, you know, and, and, and I believe broad is the way uh, to destruction and there's the way uh, to eternal life. I, I understand that. But God, we're talking here about some paths we need to take. And a path is not made by some piece of equipment. A path is made by somebody traveling through the area uh, you know you you guys maybe a ladies, some of you ladies understand this but do you ever see a deer path before in the woods well, come on guys you can rattle your head you see a, a deer path I and mean, we're going through I was we were out there with uh, Larissa and Rex and you know he's he's the one he can spot one a mile away and We're walking down past the house. and said, look at that path. And I look, and I'm telling you what, even me, I look, I said, man, look at that. You know, he did not go up there and dig that path. It was not a people path. It was a deer path. How did the deer make that path? Think about it. They kept traveling over and over on that path. Their little hoofs. Beat down on that grass and in that mud, and they caused a path. I mean, it was wide. You could see where they had been going up. Then the thing was, it wasn't like they went through one time. They were using that path over and over again. Anybody that hunts deer knows a good place to set up a, a, a stand is close by a deer path. Be- why? Because they continually follow that path back and forth. I remember. I remember. Several years ago, the the farm on that side of us down there had some Mexicans living there, and those Mexicans worked up, I guess, down their farm. They have another farm down there, and at the farm across from us here. And we remember, I, I remember, you'd, we'd be around the church here, and I'd hear somebody speaking Spanish walking down the the the, the, the street here, or the the road, the path, or the lane. And I hear someone speaking. They'd be on their phone talking to someone in Spanish. So I had no idea what. They didn't have to be quiet because I didn't know what they were saying. But it well, was something interesting. And when I walked down there by the barn, Andy, you know what I'm talking about there. You walked down there by the barn. I think it was, what, on the lower side of the barn? There was a path. You can follow that path, and you can see it was very evident. That path went out into the cornfield on the other side. And they walked down through the cornfield. Every morning, every afternoon, I guess sometimes maybe three times a day they would do it. Walk, walk from there to there, to there to back, and then after lunch maybe go back again, but there's several times, go back and forth. And we would go down there, and 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 the thing was, they had made a path in the yard down there by the barn in the house. I mean, you could see it. And you can look and say, what in the world made that path? It was those Mexican fellas constantly walking back and forth. They made a path. Now, here's the thing. They don't work at the farm anymore. So they didn't travel the path anymore. I invite you to go down there after church and try to find the path. The path is grown up. You don't see it anymore. Why? It's a deep truth, simple illustration, because they don't travel it anymore. Give us the old path, but where is it, the younger generation says. Well, it used to be over there, but we don't, we're older now. We don't go down that path. You see, I really believe this with all my heart. We've got to keep the old path wore down so that the young folks that come after us can find that path to go down the same path. I'm afraid that we've sat back in our churches. We've just kind of sat in our pews and we've just taken it easy. And we don't go down the old paths. We don't even ask for the old paths anymore. And what happens the younger generation, all they know how to do is play video games and volleyball and a skateboard. And they don't know anything about the old paths. And they get sucked into everything the world brings in their paths. Christians quit walking those paths. Let sin in their lives to the point where even today they don't even blush. Nothing embarrasses people today about sin. Why, they record it today and put it on Facebook and put it on YouTube and put it on all these different uh, programs today that you can get, hey, get on your phone. They like to put it out there. They like, to, they like to brag about their sin. I'm asking tonight for us to get the old paths again. Sin's so bold. I mean, now we, we have people that walk around with a gay pride flag. We look and say, "Well, how terrible that is. But is it, is it any different than a Christian to walk around with their sin and not blush? Think about it. We look at those the, the, on the news and we see the great the, the gay pride walking with their banners and their flags. I know up in Roaring Spring, makes me so mad. I go up there to that stop sign, I look and I see the gay pride flag there. It makes me want to go and tear it down. And I think how bold those people are. And I'm thinking, hey, hey what about us Christians? Why don't we be bold? But we go around with our sin we stay home from church our cars sit in our driveways as the neighbors go by and say man they used to go to church all the time and now they don't why they watch our children as they grow up and say man the kids are not like what their mom and dad was they went down the wrong path sin became so bold the old paths, the bible tells me in verse 16 is the good way I believe we need to get back to the old paths. Amen. Say, Preacher, what are you talking about, the old paths? I'm talking about the old paths of Christian homes. I said, old paths of Christian homes. You know, we live in a world today where the family is just, with the house, is nothing more, a place to change our clothes and to sleep and to eat, where our homes ought to be a place, a little piece of heaven. Amen. Where our kids can learn those things. We need some old paths of training our children in the ways of the Lord. We need to make sure. I, I'm so tired of this thinking that we, those things are just for us adults and our kids. It's not important. They'll get to that someday. But you know the world has figured it out. You've got to get these kids when they're young. That's why they're teaching them about, about uh, their sexuality when they're in kindergarten and first grade. They know. They know when to get those kids, and yet what do we do? We sit around and say, well, you know, kindergarten is not very important, you know. And first grade, I mean, what does it really matter? And our kids get, and then get to be teenagers, and they go out and they play volleyball rather than being in church under the preaching of God's word. I'm thinking, good night. We don't get it. Why? We're not walking in the old paths. We seem no old paths for our Christian homes. I believe we need the old paths of marriage, too. Amen. I believe you get married one time. Amen. Amen. You stay married. You say, well, you know what? I just, uh, we're just not in love. Well, you want love to start with then. Better make sure you marry the right person. And that comes from a lot of prayer and, and preparation of finding the right person that God has for you. I'm sorry, I know they've made it, they've made divorce very easy today. And I know there's folks who've made the mistake, they've gotten divorced, I understand that. I believe they can still be used of God, but I'm telling you this. We need to get to a place where our children, when they grow up, they understand this. We're getting married one time, you better make sure you get the right one. I told all of our kids, my wife and I told them, we said, we're going to one wedding apiece. And a couple of them, I had to be drug due. We're going one, one apiece. He said, well, preacher, you, you need to rethink that. I don't think I need to rethink it. I need, I need to go back to the place of going the old paths of me and this. I'm to get married. And, and by the way, get married, don't live together. Amen. But what happens, we, we don't think much about the marriage way. It's nothing more than a ceremony today. We need the old paths. We need the old paths of purity. Amen. Saving yourself for the one that God has for you. Those sweet little girls over here. I remember Paul Levine used to preach. He's the man who was preaching the night I got saved. Paul Levine, he, boy, he was something else. And he was at camp, and he was saying about you little girls. You girls were teenagers there. And he says, I'm telling you right now, you tell them boys to keep their hands off you, to keep their distance. And he said, if they ever try to get close to you like that, he said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to tell the fellow this. Just a moment, please. He said, I want you to reach down. I want you to get your shoe. I want you to take your shoe off. I want you to turn around and hold it by the toes, and I want you to take the, have the heel part there. He says, you take that shoe, and you hit him right there in the head. Amen. You say, man, I don't think they ought to do it. I'll tell you what, more girls should do it. You just bop him in the head and say, you keep your hands to yourself, amen. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You say, oh, but wait a minute, preacher, you don't understand. No, you don't understand. There's such a thing as purity. Oh, you say, you know why it's so odd? Because it's the old path. It's not the new path. It's the old path. Saving yourself for the one that you'll marry. I believe we need the old paths of clean living. Amen. I wish I would say amen. These kids are wondering if you're with me. I hope so too. I believe we ought to grow up as a Christian and not smoke cigarettes. You don't need a Budweiser. Actually, it should be called Bud Dumber. You're not wise drinking it. You don't need some, some, some tobacco in your mouth. Why well, spit brown juice out? Hey, Amen. Remember what was the grasshoppers do that? You ever had a grasshopper before? Well, you hold them and all of a sudden you go, eh? Clean living. Living like God wants you to live, not going to, the, not going to the discos and going to the strip clubs and everything else. I'll tell you, they're all over the world. Go to a big city today and there's signs for them all over the place. We need some clean living once again. Where men would learn how not to cuss. Amen. Well, you know what? We're a man. You're not a man because you cuss. You're a man with a little vocabulary. You need to learn how to talk right. Plenty of words to be able to say rather than cuss words. The fact of the matter is, what they usually do is use God's name in vain. That was amazing. They, they said, well, I really love God. But they, you know what? They wouldn't think about using their mama's name in vain. Or their kid's name in vain, would they? But they'll make their God's name be put in vain. We need some old paths of clean living. We need some old paths of Bible standards. Amen. A couple of you good. Thank the Lord rest of you, hang on. We need some old Bible standards once again. You know, I, 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 I sometimes, missionaries call me from time to time. You say, why don't you have more? Because I'm telling you what, it's a hard thing to find missionaries that, first of all, doctrinally right. Secondly, standard right. You look and you see, the, you see the husband and the wife, and I mean, they look like good, clean-cut Christians. And then all of a sudden, you look on down their website, you find their kids, and their kids look like hippies. Kids look like, you know, the skateboarders and things. You say, well, preacher, it doesn't matter how you look. Where'd you read that? You say, well, Jesus, you know, the Bible says, you know, look not on the outward appearance. No, God was saying about you choosing a king was not by how he looked. God was saying about his heart. I believe this all my heart. You get your heart right, your outside look will be right, too. You see, even you know, churches, I always kind of look at it and they say, Well, so and so this church. I go to the church and I look at their website. He says, That's a good church. I look at it, the preacher looks pretty good, but I'll tell you what they're all doing, they're all dressing down today. And he just kind of throws little bells off, and then you look at their kids and they dress down more. And you see mama's there, she's in a dress, and you look at the teenage girls in her breeches. Come on, don't leave me now. And, and, and all of a sudden, we look and we say, What's the problem? We've gotten away from the old past. Men today are acting like women. Lord, have pity, mercy on this garbage. I grew up, I believe this, and I believe this is the same thing for you guys on the front row here. Be a man. Now, again, a man's not a cussing. man's not chewing snuff and spitting it on the ground, not sucking on the weed to give you cancer. It's not like guzzling a beer. A man is following that book when everybody else laughs at you. Don't well, go home and say, oh, man, everybody's making fun of me because I went to church. Wipe that off your face and be a man. Amen. You say, why are you on those kids? Because they're the only ones listening, I think. And then we got women acting like men. I'll tell you right now, preacher. <laughs> I told you when my wife had her cold, I had a hard time. Well, that voice, uh, she go, I love you. I'm like, man, I'm glad you love me, but you sure sound like a man. And that just creeps me out, amen. Eh, man? Creeps me out. I think, you know what, we need, we need, some, we need some, some ladies, some women to act like ladies again. Hey, you, but that's the old path, preacher. Yes. Now what happens? And this way, this way we are. Christians are this way. We are disgusted when men look and dress like women. Aren't we? But we're not disgusted when women look and dress like women. Hypocrites. <laughs> hey, man, you don't like this old path, do you? The old paths, there was a difference. We were down in Casey, Illinois, when we went and saw the rest, and they took us to a place where they had all these giant things in a giant mailbox. You walk up these steps and got a picture of us in the mailbox. My brother... He, he, he called up and said, I never, seen, I never thought I'd see you in a mailbox. Big mailbox, like a big room. They had this pencil that was probably as long as both those pews on the street. They had a rocking chair. got a picture with, the, with the, uh, uh, my wife and the kids. And a rocking chair, huge rocking chair. All it's like, I think all this stuff is like the world's largest. And so we were in a candy store. Oh, I know I shouldn't have been in there. But you'd be proud of me. I didn't buy anything. You say, well, bless your heart. You're following the rules about your diabetes. No, I was too cheap to buy anything. <laughs> well, we were in there. We were walking around, and we were ready to come out. And they have a little door for the kids. And the kids were going out that door. And I thought, maybe it would be funny if I just go out it. Then I'm thinking, if I go out and bump my head and knock myself out, I don't want to. So I thought, no, I'm going to go out the adult door. And so I walked <laughs> through the adult door. And all of a sudden, the door opened up. And there was a sign there. And what I could see, somebody was opening the door for us. And I said this, thank you, sir. You know what's gonna happen now. I got around the side of the door and it was a woman. And I said, I mean ma'am. And I got a dirty look. Don't not have to have a physical to find out what you are. Amen. There was a day when the girls were ladies and the men were men, and now you got men with their braids and their dyed hair and their, their earrings in, and their necklaces. And the girls are over there beating up all the boys. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this so I don't get beat up. You may sit here tonight and say, Preacher, I don't like this. And the lady says, I could beat you up. You might be able to. But I got something that might keep you from doing it too. Just saying. Say, you wouldn't shoot me. Don't beat me up. <laughs> Bible standards. Anybody feeling uncomfortable yet? You won't say anything now about that either. But I'm telling you what, you know this is the truth. We've, we've been sucked in by the world to think. I mean, think about it. how in the world could anyone send their kids to a public school where they're teaching these children this uh, critical race theory and teaching the se- things about sexuality or teaching our kids today. The books, even in some of the meetings the, the uh, 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 meetings with the school boards, people are getting up saying, hey, we've got books in the library that shouldn't be there. And they go, Oh no, no it's all right, it's all right. He goes, let me read you something. And they turn their mic off because what they're reading is pornographic. Why would you send a kid there? Why would you send a kid to a teacher that's gonna say, Well, honey, you could be a boy if you want to. Or you could be a girl if you want to, honey. We've lost the old paths. The old path of soul winning and witnessing for the Lord. I don't know about you, but I can't remember last time Soul Winner came to my house. I've had a few times people offer me a track somewhere. Very few. Most of the time we're the secret service people. We'll set it by the toys. Maybe someone will pick it up. We'll set it by that. That's all right. If you do that, set it there. But don't be afraid to give somebody something. Don't be afraid to witness for Christ. The old paths, you see. The old paths. The old paths of church attendance. Amen. Church is an important thing. I think, well, You know, I just can't go to church. I understand there's health problems sometimes with people. I understand that. I, and I, I, don't, I know folks get sick. I know that. I know when I had surgery, I couldn't be in church. I know that people get down and they have problems. I understand that. But I'm telling you what, there's no reason other than a sickness there and we are disabled that we ought to be in church. Amen. There was a day when people went, even the world went to church. We need some old paths. But the old paths we need is the King James Bible. You know, you say, man, preacher, you talk about that all the time. Well, I'm going to keep talking about it all the time. People, they like our sign. I ordered something. Oh, I got a room for uh, Brother Taylor, and I called to reserve the room. And they said, what's your address? I said, 203 King James Lane. She goes, oh, I know what that means. I love it when they know that. Amen. You know what that says every time someone drives by? We believe King James Bible. Amen. You know what the King James Bible is? Old paths. Look at these other churches. they got their NIVs and all the rest of all the different letters there to do that. All those copyrighted Bibles so that man can make more money when they've taken things out of it. Can you imagine go to the store and you go to buy a dozen eggs and there's only, there's only four in there? Would you be upset? You go buy a pair of shoes and there's only one. <laughs> Why, well, surely we would be upset about that. You say, i had like a pound of hamburger. And you watch and it goes up to three quarters of a pound. And they go, okay, is there anything else? You're going, wait a minute, put some more on there. Why would you want a Bible that has something missing in it? Take the old paths. But sadly to say, the old paths are growing up. I could walk down there by the barn, and I can look and look, and I'll not find that path. It's all grown up. Where it was just grass, the grass has grown in, you can't tell it was a path. Where it was down through that cornfield, I mean, here was the corn, you could see the width of a man was able to walk down through there. It was no problem, it wasn't hard. If someone said to me, preacher, go down and follow that path to the next farm, there would be no problem for me finding that way. But if you ask somebody to come here that doesn't know anything about say, hey, find the path, they would be down there looking and looking and not find it and have to try to make their own path that may go in the wrong direction. We adults in this room need to stand up and walk the old paths so that the young people growing up and even the babies in the nursery as they grow up that they'll be able to find the paths that we have made. How many times I've been in the woods and I used to hunt up here. Man, there were some paths. Then one day I noticed I was trying to go up that path and it was all grown up because the deer weren't using it anymore. You know what breaks my heart today? A lot of Baptist folks aren't walking the path anymore. You say, well, you can still see it, but there's going to be a day you're not going to see it anymore. And that day may come when these kids get older or those babies in the nursery get older, and they won't be able to find that path. And they're going to take the path that, 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 that the world has trailblazed. And they said, this is the way. My friend, let me tell you something. We need those old paths. We need to ask for them, and we need to walk the old paths. I want to keep the path wore down so my kids could follow the path. I want to keep the path wore down so my grandkids can follow the path. I'm so happy when I see these little kids, and I just said grandkids, so I'll say about my grandkids. I watch them come in. It just blesses my heart. You know why they're here? You know why why my grandkids are in church tonight? Somebody made a path. Oh, that was before me. I'm glad somebody made a path for me. I'm glad someone made a path for my mom when she was a teenager. And my grandparents made that path. It wasn't hard for me to find that path. Oh, many other paths have been offered to me. But the path that God had, it was well worn. And I want to set ourselves anew to this. Follow the old paths. Tread the old paths so that our kids can find it. I want someday, when the kids from our church grow up, to follow the old paths. You know, only one of them up here singing was my grand related to me. I'll take any of them though. But I, I, I the only one related to me. But I tell you what, I have such a burden for those kids to grow up following the old paths. That means mom and dad. Keep walking that path. Keep walking that path. Church members, keep walking that path. Teenager, walk that path. Somebody else looking up to you. You know, we're just saying, Reese, what, you're 13 now, right? You're a teenager. Someone ought to slap you for that. He's a teenager now, but there's a little guy sitting right next to you that's not a teenager yet. Walk the path so he won't have any trouble finding the path. Amen. Amen. There's some little sisters that you have too back there. Walk the path. No, you're not a teenager yet, but you got some little sisters. Walk the path. You stay on the path because they're going to watch you and make sure you do that. As yes, mom and dad has made that path. Titus, same thing. Mom and dad's been walking that path. Follow that path. Jacob, follow that path. You know what grandma and grandpa believe, don't you? Follow that path. Follow that path. Because there's someone coming out, coming after us. I want someday if the Lord tarries and another preacher comes here to see the path that we've made. I Sometimes I sit over here in this seat and I, I look over here and the carpet's worn by my big number twelve. Two of them, so it makes it 24. But you want to come up and you look, and you see that this carpet is war. Where I've stood for many years preaching. Now I may die someday. Now don't get happy and say, Amen now. If you didn't already, forget about it. I may die someday, but I believe when you get a guy coming in here, that he might walk up here, if we don't get new carpet by then, you walk up here and say, I see the path. It's the preaching. And I hope, I don't know what size shoe he'll have, but I'll tell you this. May he put his feet in the shoe marks, the path that is here at this pulpit. And open up that old King James Bible and preach that we need the old paths. If he wants to be a trailblazer, tell me to hit the road. Well, you know what? We got a new way of now. I don't need a new way. I need the old paths. And you know what the wonderful thing about it is? The old paths is the good way. Look at verse 16 again. Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths, where is the good way? And walk therein. See, keep walking there, and ye shall find what again? Rest. Rest. <laughs> you know what? That's why a lot of times people get off the path. Well, I just want to rest. I just want to take some time off church. I want to take some time off this Christian life. No, you've got to keep walking the path. Because if we don't stay walking the path, it's going to grow up. It'll be lost to the next generation. There's churches tonight that are nothing like what they used to be. They got away from the old paths. They had their rock music instead of hymns. They had some other Bible instead of this old King James Bible, and many of them don't even have a service on Sunday night that used to. And tonight, what we've got to do is do this. Decide that we'll walk in the old paths. Walk in the old paths so much that it'll be well-worn that those coming after us will be able to follow those same paths. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the time tonight. Thank you for the Word of God. Lord, we sure covered a lot of things this evening, but it's something needs to be covered. Lord, I pray tonight that we would ask for the old paths. I don't know. I I think everybody is with me on this, I think. If not, that's that's all right. I think if we'd be honest, they'd say, you know, I used to be on that path. But they got away. Lord, I pray every week as I pray for the services, I always ask you to help us to stay on the right path. And that right path is the old path. Well, I know there's a lot of newfangled things today, a lot of new ideas people have about things. But we need the old paths once again to travel. May the oldest in here down to the youngest decide I'm going to walk those old paths. Lord, as we get older, sometimes I guess we get a little bit tired, but we've got to get up and we've got to walk those old paths so that they might be able to be found by those who come after us. Lord, speak to our hearts tonight. May every one of us in this room be dedicated to the old paths. While our heads bowed, our eyes closed here this, this evening. I wonder if God spoke to your heart. I wonder if God spoke to your heart about some area that I know I covered so many things. Say, preacher, some of those things just kind of hit me the wrong way. I think this—if you'll turn around, it won't be the wrong way. You get straightened out. You just—you just agree with it, and you say, "Well, you know, that's right." And deep down inside, you know that what I said was right. We need the old paths. Maybe here tonight, you're not sure you're saved. You need to come and trust Christ, your Savior. In a moment, the invitation will be given. Don't let it be just another time. But maybe a time where we. Renew the promise to God that we're going to walk the old paths. May we in our hearts desire this. Lord, help me keep the path beaten down so the next generation coming along will not have any problem following the path, the old paths. Father, bless the invitation now. I pray that your will be done as we get ready to close the service. But before we do, may we make make some very important decisions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Should we stand as this song is played? Need come, the altar's open. Even walking down to an altar is wearing the path.